God is so good. I, I don't know about you, but I, I was moved by that prophetic word that the Lord was sharing today. And, uh, you know, about that tsunami. Uh, how, ma- how many of you know our nation is going through some changes right now? And, uh, you know, this is not a time to live in a spirit of fear. Uh, Hebrews says that God is going to shake everything that can be shaken. And everything is being shaken, whether it's our economy, whether it's in the family, whether it's in our nations. Things that are happening around the world, God said in his word would happen. And uh, He, the reason why he shakes things, allows things to shake, <clears throat> is so the true unshakable things will begin to surface. If your home in your life is built on a healthy foundation, then you're not going to fall apart. Your life is going to stand true. Amen? You know, I, uh, I had a little bit of a shaking going on yesterday, like Elvis Presley says. There's a whole lot of shaking going on. <laughs> Wrong timing, probably, to say that. But uh, I, I was out weed-eating the church yesterday. I was out weed-eating, and I was just trying to get some things done around the church, just a lot of things. I had a busy week. And out here in the alley, uh, I was, because I've done this for years, done the weed-eating, and uh, all of a sudden behind me, I hear this growling German shepherd coming up behind me. And he's coming as fast as he can. And 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 what he's doing, he's going... And and I I got my weed eater going. And and all I could do was turn the weed eater on him. And I did. And And when I turned the weed eater on him, he stopped. And uh, I... and I'm there on the opposite side of this little four-foot fence, scared to death. And this, this dog, this German shepherd, by the way, I have, I've been here pastoring for 26 years. I've never seen, never seen this dog before. But he comes from behind. And he's, when, he, when I turn the weed eater on him, I rev up the engine, you know. Because I, I, I'm, I'm going to tell you, there was not an ounce of mercy on me. There was no compassion. There was nothing. I wanted, I wanted to zip his snout. Just to put it nicely, I wanted to get him. Because he scared the daylights out of me. And I mean, I saw teeth. I mean, he was kind of, I, obviously, he, he, he got out of a fence. There was no leash on the dog. And so we were in a 15-minute standoff. And I couldn't do anything. So I'm, I'm, I'm backing down the fence because I, I couldn't crawl over the fence. He, he was, and the only thing that kept him away from me was I would rub up the engine on the weed eater. And I was waiting to snip his nose, man. I, I got to tell you. And uh, I'm backing out, backing up. And he's walking towards me. And I'm thinking to myself, why am I backing up? What am I doing this for? I've got 
a really weapon in my hand. So I started walking towards him. And he started backing up. And that, that dog and I went, rum, 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 rum. and finally, and then I started running towards him. Down to the, the end of the fence line, there's a fence line right before we come into our big field, and I'm really rubbing it up, and he takes off, and rum, 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 down the fence. And, and uh, well, I thought that would be the end of it. And so I, I thought, because he wound, wound in, into the, uh, he went right down. Some of you dog lovers out there probably want to throw your shoe at me right now. Well, I did not attack him. He attacked me. So if that makes any difference. But, but so I'm walking down because I hadn't finished my line down here. I was going down there, and guess who's coming again? He's coming at me again, and he's, now he's coming, and he's running full steam. Oh, he's, he, I've made him mad. And he's running at me, so again, I turn the weed eater on him, and, and I'm running him down the uh, alley. And finally, a woman comes out, and she says, What are you doing to my dog? I said, he is not on a leash, and he was attacking me. You know, and I, I got to tell you something. I, I, I was thinking to myself, you know, I, I need to compose myself. I'm the pastor of this church. If this woman comes to this church, I'm in trouble, because I know I'm going after her dog. Now, by the way, have, have you ever noticed that for... All dog lovers, and don't raise your hands on this because I will pray for you. But all dog lovers, their dogs are always in the right. Have you noticed that? Even if they bite you, oh, he's such a pup. You know, he, you had to somehow excite him to bite you. And so I, I didn't even go into that. But, but she said, she, she brought him in, and uh, that was the end of the conversation. And uh, I continued weed eating. But, but you know what? I, for the rest of the day, was so angry yesterday at that dumb dog. I mean, I, it, I, I lost my peace. I, I was just so mad. And this is what I was thinking. How dare that dumb... I, I start thinking about the dog owner. How dare that dog owner let that dog out of that fence and... And attack people like that. Oh, I was upset. And I, I'm coming into prayer. It's amazing how when you're all upset, God starts reminding, well, what, what are you upset about, Ray? Well, what's going on? And uh, no kidding. I'm, I'm in, I'm about ready to come into prayer as I normally do. And I turn into Ephesians 3. The Bible says, be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, everyone say singing, and making melody in your heart to the Lord. So I, as I'm thinking about what just happened, now I, that 
dumb dog and that dog owner who let that, I, I didn't think they, well, whether they let the dog out intentionally or not, I don't know. But, but my mind was so con- consumed with just confusion and anger, and I don't know if we can ever weed eat out there again. I mean, my brain was just going through, what am we going to do? Now we got a German shepherd out here. Might bite somebody here in the church, and then we'll be liable. Then there'll be lawsuits. I mean, my brain was going. And the Lord said, start worshiping me. And I want to tell you something. There was a battle because I did not want to worship. I did not want to sing praises to God. Now, some of you might think, oh, Ray, you just had a bad day. A dog attacked you and you didn't get bit. At least, thank God, you had a weed eater. But do you know that the devil will use anything to steal your peace? And so in my, I have a restroom, which is my prayer room next to my office. In my, I begin to worship the Lord. And in my mind, all I could see was those canines in his mouth. And I begin to sing praises. But I want you to know that every bone, tendon, cell in my body said, don't do it. You know what I wanted to do? The, I, and I almost came to short of it. I wanted to call the city of Garland, the dog pound, and have that dog taken away. That's what I wanted to do. And the Lord said, the Holy Spirit was saying, I want you to start entering into praise. I want you to begin to sing your praises unto God. So I begin to say, Lord, in everything I will give Thanks, oh God, even though I want to kill the dog. Oh Lord, now I'm not, you know, God's not asking us to give thanks for bad things that happen. But God wants us to give thanks because He's in charge and He knows how to take that which the devil meant for evil and turn it around for good. Now, I, I want you to understand the battle in my mind. My mind was saying, revenge, attack. It's not time. I have the right. I have the right to be angry. I have the right. I have my rights. I'm going to call the dog pound arrest. That woman over there, that neighbor needs to know, and she needs to have a lesson taught to her. Because her dog was... I mean, that's what I was entertaining. Now you're all probably wondering, why are you preaching today, Pastor, right? How dare you stand up here and try to tell us how sanctimonious you are. No, I'm not. I, I was angry at that dog. I lost my peace. I was angry at the neighbor. And I didn't have any joy. And the Lord tells me, I mean, I literally opened up to Ephesians 3 and says, be filled with the Spirit, singing, speaking psalms to yourself in the Spirit. Do you know that worship is so irrational? It's not logical. 
And, and isn't it amazing when you go back into the Old Testament, you study Old Testament battles when God sent Israel into battle. Guess who God put out in the front of the fray in the battle? He, God told Israel not to put the swordsmen or the spearmen or the warriors. He told them to put the Levites and the singers and the players of instruments out of the front of the battle. And every time they would begin to sing and they would begin to worship, the Bible says it brought such confusion to the enemy that they turned on each other. And they killed each other. Do you know the worship of God's people causes the enemy to turn against itself? When you let God arise, His enemies scatter. And I begin, now, now, I know some of us, we've been raised in church. Oh, we've got to be quiet and reverent. We, we, we don't, we don't want to sing out because if anybody hears me sing, they're going to probably think I'm some croaking frog and I don't, I don't want to sing because it's just not my nature to sing. But guess what? You're not here for your convenience. You're here to be transformed. And if you're not being transformed, then you're not being saved. And if you're not saved, then you really haven't known Jesus. Do you know Jesus didn't come to give us His love and His grace just so that you could feel all willy and wooly and sweet and gushy and gushy and lovey and dovey? That's not why Jesus died on the cross for you. He loved you Let me tell you this. He loved you not to save you from the devil. Not to save you even from hell. But to save you from yourself. You are your worst enemy. Because Jesus destroyed Satan, destroyed hell, destroyed death at the cross, and then He raised you up. Therefore, I am without excuse I have no excuse if you've been raised in the likeness of his resurrection guess what old things pass away and all things become new that means you have power now you know the one thing I wish I would have done yesterday never never even crossed my mind because I had this weed eater in my hand I mean, it was a natural reaction to turn that weed eater around and zip up the RPMs. And I mean, I I wanted to go for the snout. But you know something? I I, I wasn't thinking. I, I got thinking later. But at the time, I wasn't thinking. I got thinking about how God shut the mouth of the lion. When Daniel was thrown into the lion's den, he didn't have a weed eater. All he had was the name of the Lord. I wonder what would have happened if I would have said, in the name of the Lord, you stop. I wish I would have... I want to meet the dog again. You liar, Ray. (laughs) 
I want to tell you something. I, I actually believe there's power in the name. There's power in the name of Jesus. And we don't have to let our day get destroyed. And when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord will raise up a standard. The standard is what's already inside of you. But you've got to let the standard be raised. Everyone say, be raised. Do you know it's not enough to know it up here? It's got to come out of your mouth. And so, one of the things I want to just encourage you is we need to learn how to worship. We need to learn how to allow His presence to begin to move in our life. Amen? And... and uh, I just feel the Holy Spirit right now wants to release a song, wants to release His presence. I, I felt what John was saying today that, you know, yes, there is a tsunami. When John talked about that tsunami, I, I thought about that dumb dog. By the way, it's not a dumb dog. He was a beautiful German shepherd. But he wanted a piece of me. Guarantee of that. But, but my, my reaction to it really showed me. I, it scared me. Uh, I've been bit by a dog before. I, in fact, we used to have, a, we used to have some, uh, uh, some chow dog when I lived up in Hood River when I was a teenager. We had three dogs. And uh, we, we encountered coyotes. We had cows that were having calves. And calves, when, cow, when calves were born, the coyotes would come in packs and they were trying to uh, steal the calves. And we had dogs. And uh, I mean, my dad would tell my brother and I, we'd all get up and we'd go out and, with guns and we were trying to shoot the coyotes because they were trying to get the calves because of the scent of blood and all that. But I mean, it was, a, it was in the dark of night. So I've been, I've been around this. <clears throat> but... Uh, I knew that there was a spiritual battle. It wasn't until later on in the day yesterday that I realized that there's a battle going on. There's a battle. And, and the Lord began to speak to my heart. He says, many of my people are in battles. And they don't even realize that they're fighting the wrong battle. The wrong battle is when you start turning against people, or in my case, I'm turning against the dog, or against the woman who owned the dog, and you start fighting in your mind, and you begin, remember what the Bible says about strongholds, we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities and powers, rulers of darkness, in high places, in heavenly places, in I am amazed on how many of us believe the first thing that comes into our head. We just believe, everybody's against me. They're against me. The dog's against me. The church is against me. The Democrats are against me. The Republicans are against me. Women are against me. Men hate me. Men just hate me. Kids hate me. 
Santa Claus hates me. Mickey Mouse hates me. Everybody doesn't like me. If you live in that fear, that's not God. Somewhere you need to realize, here's here's what you need to realize. You who were dead and baptized into the likeness of His death has been raised in the likeness of His resurrection. He has crowned you with loving kindness. He has put His indispensable favor upon your life. He has empowered you with spiritual authority. And the key to releasing that authority is through the use of your mouth when you declare the name of Jesus. When you begin to worship and when you begin to sing His praise. I want to tell you, within five minutes in my bathroom, when I was worshiping the Lord and singing praise, and I didn't have music going, I wasn't singing like American Idol, I wasn't trying to sing on tune, I didn't have perfect pitch, I would just sing, Father, You're in control. Lord, I just come against... The spirit of fear, I come against the confusion, Lord. You are God. You are in control. And Lord, I just pray for this woman. Do you know the Bible actually said, the Holy Spirit was telling me this, pray for your enemies. I want to tell you, I didn't want to pray for my enemies. I wanted to say, Lord, send the dog pound in Jesus' name. Pick that dog up, Lord, and put him away. That's what I wanted to pray. I begin to pray, Father... I just pray Your presence come upon that woman. I pray, oh God, that You'd make that bad dog a good dog. In Jesus' name, Lord, I thank You. The Lord, all things work together for good to those who love You and are called according to Your purpose. And I begin to sing praise. And all of a sudden, the peace of God changed the atmosphere. I will not let the devil come in my life and rob my peace anymore. Well, Pastor Ray, I just wasn't raised like that. I just wasn't raised. You know, I I just, you know, what what happens, happens. And if I'm going to get mad at a dog, I'm going to go after that dog, and I'm going to beat him down. I'm just not as patient and as godly and as righteous as you are. No, it has nothing to do with that. By the way, I wasn't very righteous yesterday. I mean, me turning that crazy weed eater on that dog, I, well, you know, when I was backing up, I was scared. I was shaking. All of you, if you would have seen me backing down those houses right out here, you would have said, well, come on, Mr. Mighty Man of God. I mean, because I was, I was backing, backing up like this, looking where I was going, and and the dog, and, I, and I'm backing up like this, and I'm, I'm thinking to myself, what are you doing? If I, I, I got the weed eater. So I started, room, room, and I started walking towards him, and he started backing away from me. Then I started running, and he turned around and took off running. I felt pretty powerful. Like I really... Really got something going here. I went home and told my wife. She says, oh, oh well, you got a testimony now, right? You big mighty man of God. Well, I really wasn't a big mighty man. I was a chicken. I was a coward. I was scared to death. 
of that dog. You know, it's amazing. I, I wish the Scriptures would have hit me at the time. You know, God hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but love, power, and a sound. None of those Scriptures came into my head at the time. All I was thinking about was seeing those canines and pulling the weed eater out there and, and at the time. But what happened after the incident, and the dog was gone, the woman called the dog home, and I'm out. I'm coming into prayer yesterday afternoon, and I'm coming in, and I'm still upset. I was upset for three or four hours. Lost my peace. I, in fact, I even told my wife, I said, Carol, would you just preach tomorrow? I have no desire to preach after confronting this dinosaur of a dog over here that tried to bite my head off. I mean, I really asked my wife to preach. Some of you are out there, man, Pastor Ray, are you really that a wimp? Yes! I'm a wimp! When it comes to a German shepherd coming out, had it not been for the weed eater, I thought to myself. But it wasn't just that. It was the aftermath of allowing my peace, the confusion, the anger to linger and ruin my day. And Carol says, Ray, would you like something to eat? And I said, no! What's wrong with you? Nothing! Nothing wrongs with me! Well, I guess there is something wrong. Well, what happened? Well, I almost got attacked by a dog. I can't believe. I can't believe people will let their dogs off a leash. Out and, and I'm just say, Ray, chill. Just, just chill out. You're here. You're alive. Any holes on you? No, no, I'm still here. No holes. And then I told her how bold I got. Oh, I ran her down, ran him down with a weed eater. Anyway, but, but again, just, obviously I'm not going to preach my message. This is my message today. So somebody probably needed to hear this. I guess it doesn't really go along with a lot of compassion, does it? Uh, but I, I did, the Lord did impress on me the need to pray for the woman. I, I was actually angry with the woman who let her dog out. And I wanted to call the dog pound. And the Lord would just say, Ray, you know what I'm preparing you for? I am preparing you to be able to stand before kings and to stand before people who may cause you to lose your temper and lose your peace, but still be able to compose yourself because you know who's really in charge. How many of you believe God wants us to be like Daniel in the Bible? Do you know that Daniel was counted worthy to stand before Nebuchadnezzar? Instead of seeing Nebuchadnezzar as the enemy, how about looking at it from a different perspective where God counts you worthy to stand before a king like Nebuchadnezzar, who, by the way, was worse than Hitler, who was destroying the entire population for all who would not bow down 
Could God count us worthy to be in a very difficult, fiery situation? Could God entrust us with the kind of example and character and nature where we would say, Oh, great King. Oh, King. Would to God that the word of the dream that you received was given to your enemy and not you. Can you imagine being a Daniel and saying that to the kind of ruthless king that Nebuchadnezzar was? You know what I told the Lord yesterday? I said, Lord, I am definitely not there yet. I'm not ready to stand before King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of chapter 4, listen. Listen to the witness. And with this I close. I'm sorry, but I did not get to the message I was going to preach. But Listen to what God said. Or this is Daniel chapter 4. Listen to this passage. This is after Nebuchadnezzar had the the dream. Daniel told him he was going to be like a cow, an ox who would be wandering for over a year. He'd be outside and and, uh, he would be eating grass like cows and this and that. And it's here... Well, I'm, 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 okay, yeah, it's in chapter, at the end of chapter 4. Hang on just a second. Notice back in Daniel chapter 4, verse 22. This is after Daniel who had received the dream and astonished him. Verse 19, his thoughts troubled him. And then in verse 22, it says, It is you, O king, who have grown and become strong, for your greatness has grown and reaches the heavens and your dominion to the end of the earth. And he goes on down and talks about how uh, insomuch as the king saw a watcher, a holy one coming down from the heaven, chop down the tree, destroy it. And he's giving these symbols. And then he says, this is the interpretation, O king, and this is the decree of the Most High, which has come upon my Lord, the king. They shall drive you from men. Your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field, and they shall make you eat grass. And they and the wet of, of the dew of heaven seven times shall pass over you till you know the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever he chooses. Inasmuch as they gave the command to leave the stump and the roots of the trees, your kingdom shall be assured to you after you come to know that heaven rules. Did you hear what Daniel just said? 
till you come to know that heaven rules. Therefore, O King, let my advice be acceptable to you. Break off your sins by being righteous in your iniquities, by showing mercy to the poor. Perhaps, perhaps, there may be a lengthening of your prosperity. Here's a ruthless king and Daniel standing before this king. And all came, all this came upon King Nebuchadnezzar. At the end of 12 months, he was walking around in his royal palace and the king spoke saying, is not this great Babylon that I have built for a royal dwelling by my mighty power for my honor and my majesty. While the word was still in the king's mouth, a voice fell from heaven. King Nebuchadnezzar, to you it is spoken. The kingdom has departed from you and they shall drive you from men and your dwelling shall be with the beasts of the field and you will eat grass like oxen. Seven times shall pass over you until you know that the Most High rules in the kingdom of men and gives it to whomever He chooses. That very hour, the word was fulfilled concerning Nebuchadnezzar, and he was driven from men and ate grass like oxen. His body was wet with the dew from heaven till his hair had grown like eagle feathers and his nails like bird claws. And at the end of the time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven. My understanding returned to me. Notice what it says, and I blessed the Most High and praised and honored Him who lives forever. Newsflash. Nebuchadnezzar may be in heaven. Nebuchadnezzar might be in heaven. Maybe in heaven. Notice it, this is his testimony. This is what Nebuchadnezzar, this, this arrogant, narcissistic, self-centered individual going around killing, destroying nations, whomever he wanted to. He was a manipulator, malicious, vicious, whoever wouldn't bow off with your head, threw them out, killed them. Women, children, made eunuchs out of children. Things, just grotesque things. But at the end of his life, it says, concerning his testimony about the Lord, he says, for his dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. All the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. He does according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. No one can restrain his hand or say to him, what have you done? At the same time, my reason returned to me. Boy, that's a sign of salvation right there. My reason. And for the glory of my kingdom, my honor and splendor return to me. Right there, you ought to write in the margin of your Bible, God's grace. That's grace. That is grace. That's compassion. Here's a ruthless king, and he's given glory to God, and God causes reason, 
His glory, His splendor. And notice, and I was restored to my kingdom, and excellent majesty was added to me. Now, I love verse 37. I put stars and highlighted verse 37. It says, Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and exalt and honor the King of heaven, of whose works are truth and His ways justice. And those who walk in pride, He is able to put down. Is that amazing or what? You may not have a dog chasing you today. You may not even have a weed eater to chase your dog away. But you have the name of the Lord. You know, there's something about worship. There's something about... Do you you know why we ask why church starts at 10? 9.30? Here's the reason. It's not to get you up early. It's not to make your life more difficult. Do you know why we start at 9.30 for prayer? It's because we just got junk hanging on us from all week long. And you know, there's nothing more powerful. One of the things I do when I come into the presence of God at 9.30 is I deal with the junk. What, what am I talking about? What's the junk? We're not here asking people to come to pre-service prayer to make it inconvenient. We know that all week long you're stressed out, you're attacked, you're assaulted. We know the devil is doing everything. Do you know the devil's after you every day, by the way? That's not a fear trip. The devil is after you every single day. Whether it's your boss, your wife, your your dogs, it could be the weed eater, it could be the boss, it can be your neighbor, it can be your husband, your wife, it could be a number of things. And you can come in and you're stressed, you're heavy, you've got perplexity, you've got junk, your stuff on your... One of the reasons why we have collective prayer is so we can bring it all and lay it at the feet of Jesus and just say, Father, cover my mind with your precious blood so that when we come into your presence in one accord, in one place, in worship, we can receive. You know, one one of the negative things about technology, we can stay at home and watch streaming on TV and watch church, and I understand that. There's a place for it, for advertising. But there was a reason in the New Testament why God wanted us all together. Everyone say together. Because there is an impartation when we connect. People need to see your face and feel your touch. God never called you to be an island. He called us to be a body. Everyone say a body. And when I come together as a body, there is to be an impartation. There's life. And you need to start seeing, I have something to give. I, I am a powerful person, not because of me, but because of the Holy Spirit in me. Christ in me, the hope of glory. There's something to give. 
And they're so, you know, I, 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 I've talked to people that have come to the house of God. They're stressed, they're messed up, they're torn apart, this and that. You know, it's amazing when they start sharing and giving and blessing others, all of a sudden the peace of God just comes all over them. When you get your eyes off yourself and start blessing others, you watch how the blessing comes back on you. Amen? Let's stand to our feet, shall we? I know we're coming into season. We're still on the series on compassion. I'm asking God to give me more compassion for dogs right now. I'm just... Lord, give me compassion. But it's... The problem is much bigger than a dog. The problem was is I let what happened rob my peace. And I got back into alignment. And you know how, I want to just say, how my, our Heavenly Father was so welcoming. So welcoming to say, I'm so glad you're back where you need to be, Ray. And you know, the Lord really taught me a lesson. You don't have to live in the spirit of fear. You don't have to allow things to rock you and shake you up. You don't have to let it happen. Because like Daniel, he's in charge. Nebuchadnezzar finally confessed it. He is the God of heaven. And he controls the affairs of men. He's in charge. Maybe this morning you may say, you know, Pastor Ray, I wasn't attacked by a dog didn't have a weed eater. But I feel life is just taking my peace. I just need the Lord to teach me how to fight the good fight. And the good fight is learning to take things that come against you, bring them before the Lord, and begin to sing and be filled with the Spirit, begin to worship in the face of things that contradict your emotions. I'm not going to let my emotions rule my life anymore. I'm going to let His Word rule my life. If that's you this morning. I want you to raise your hand. I'm going to pray with you. you guys, see your hands. Anybody else? See your hands. Praise God. Thank you, Lord. Jesus, I want everyone to say this with me. Jesus is in charge. He's the Lord in my life. He loves me. He cares about me. And He's equipped me to war a good warfare. Father, we just pray for those who lifted their hands. I'm asking you for the peace of God. The peace that passes all understanding. And that means that it's a peace that goes beyond our ability to rationalize or understand with our own intellect or our own intelligence. It's a peace that goes beyond what we can even grasp. 
Father, I ask you right now that you would just impart peace on your people. Lord, help us not to just be reactionary, but help us, Father, to be people that walk in the Spirit. It's not about being super spiritual. It's just about learning to trust in the Lord, just trusting you, understanding who we are as sons and daughters, knowing that you are our protection. You're our source. You're our strength. Fill us today, Lord, with your love. Fill us with joy. Fill us with hope. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, turn to someone and give them a hug this morning. And we will continue this message <laughs> next week. Thank you, Lord.